You're listening to the Bingo Hall Boys. No time for entrance music. No time for banter. We've got to get right into it. Um, we've been away for too long. Life has been really busy. Uh, mostly work stuff. Uh, welcome to being an adult. Uh, my name's Jake. Joining me is my co-host, Mitch. Uh, Mitch, ding dong, the Vince is dead. Uh, <laughs> Vince McMahon is forced into retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple pinpoints. Uh, he's an absolute garbage person. Anyone defending him right now is going to be on the wrong side of history. The guy is about to be basically Cosby'd. Um, he's a serial rapist. He is, I, he's touted for being an awesome businessman, but <laughs> his business practices are going to land him in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, along he might with... actually spend the rest of his life in jail. Yeah, that he he could die in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think well, we can get to the rest of it. What are your thoughts on the whole process of Vince McMahon being forced into retirement? Two big ones. The first question that hit my mind was, if he'd retired on his own five years ago, could he have dodged jail? Maybe, actually, maybe some of the stuff doesn't come up if he goes away sooner. When did they? They went publicly traded like a decade oh, ago. Oh God, right? they went publicly traded. It must have been ninety nine like or two thousand. Yeah, really? I think it's been huh. that long. I remember looking up their initial stock price, and I'm pretty sure it dates back to late, like end Attitude Era. But I was thinking mid aughts. I'll I'll, um, ch- I'll double check while we're going through this. But uh, yeah, that's one thought. The other thought is, I am surprised the Ashley Massaro stuff didn't resurface before he got booted. Because that one's still going to come up again. And that's a big one. A lot of stuff resurfaced. And no one really gave a shit besides like um, the, oh, what was it? The the paralegal stuff. Mm -hmm. That came up and people were like, whoa, this is nuts. And then they were like, oh, by the way, he raped the first female referee Mm -hmm. and forced his limousine driver to watch it. And they both corroborated the story. And everyone's like, well, we already got him. Why are we dragging him through the mud? I'm like, what? Are you guys serious? Well, there's a big that story's been out there two. for 30 years. One of those involved company money being used to cover right. it up. The other one didn't. That's... Maybe, maybe it didn't. Well, it wasn't we publicly know. traded then, so it doesn't matter if oh. it did. Yeah. And I got the date. Good October point. 22nd, 1999. Launched at 2014. No way. It is currently at 7123 which is up in the last uh, last month, almost $10. Vince going out causing almost $10 jump in the stock immediately. Yeah, I mean, him leaving also bumped the ratings too. We'll get to Huge, that in a bit. Yep. Um, so, um, so he's not officially like done, done, is he? Like he still has the voting power of the company, doesn't he? Yes, so that is the one part where this gets a little interesting. He is no longer a CEO. He's no longer officially in any booking roles or anything like that. However, he is still the majority shareholder of the stock. He had to forfeit a minuscule amount of stocks just as part of the retirement deal. Like That was going to happen no matter why he retired. There was a very small portion that had to get forfeited, but... It was something like 0.37% of his total shares. So like when I say nothing. Yeah, I mean, it was minuscule. It was literally nothing. Um, he is still the major shareholder, which will be very interesting in a couple of years because the rest of the shareholders are going to likely be happier without him having control over things. And I wonder how they're going to try and dilute the shares to essentially reduce his his stronghold in terms of voting rights. I mean, if anyone has balls to go after them during their next quarterly report, because mm-hmm. um, they do like because they're publicly traded, mm-hmm. those calls are recorded mm-hmm. and they're ready for public consumption. And you and me have always been into that. Mm-hmm. I know some people are like, why do you dorks care about that? I'm yeah, like, it's so mad it's, at us for it. It's, it's amazing. Cool. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like. I'm sorry. I went to school for business. I <laughs> I manage a business. Like this stuff is endlessly fascinating to me. Um, I I'm dying to see what that looks like because, like I said, someone has to have the balls and bring it up. As far as like, so what's 
like Vince, his name is still here. Mm -hmm. Like he's still the guy. Um, And I don't think that they can bring any assurances that he's not in any power in any way. Um, As far as his impact on the world of wrestling, I think it's only negative. Um, there's I I've seen so much propaganda out there as far as just like what was the Triple H quote? Oh that God, wrestling changed... only took place in bars. Yeah, he changed the Vince quote. I forget what Vince's used to be, but now it was tiny little bingo bars. halls. Bingo halls, yeah. And that's so... that's why we named the show the Bingo Hall Boys. So somebody uh, is a smart ass response. Somebody tweeted a hilarious picture of uh, a giant stadium back with uh. I think it was Gagne and Hackenschmidt wrestling and they posted the caption Gagne and Hackenschmidt in a tiny little bar and it's like it's like an Olympic stadium filled to the brim <laughs> yeah dude I, and I think I know you've even argued this point against me but I've said for years WWE is not wrestling uh Vince McMahon absolutely hates it he thinks it's carny he oh, tried he to get sports entertainment over it never worked um despite his branding like uh, that yeah. branding is already starting to disappear a little bit. So, but I mean, like, but but think of all like his legacy is destroying wrestling promotions. It was like left and right, and honestly, I don't think he created an organic star on his own. Like, I was really no. struggling to think no. of someone who like he created from scratch, and literally it was like no one. Literally, he's like, never done it. He, um, Hulk Hogan was a made product coming in. Every single person there was a made product coming in. Stone Cold was an accident because he decided to not go by Chili McFreeze or the other dumb fuck suggestions yeah, yeah, yeah. and pick the only one that was halfway passable. Oh, he like, no, he had he had bad gimmicks for everybody. Absolutely. I guess the only person you could say is the Undertaker. Um, yeah, that but, that is probably the only one. And which I is mean, probably why he gets like Vince is I, like obsessed with him. I hate the undertaker. So for me, that's still a failure. What a terrible, gimmick, Hey, but I'll always say American badass undertaker. Only acceptable undertaker. Version. It's the only, only one. acceptable version. I don't like spookiness in my no, wrestling. Anyway, seven year old me who thought it was real still hated the undertaker because I thought he should be banned from wrestling. Cause it was an unfair advantage. <laughs> one of my favorite stories was um, his manager, Paul bearer didn't know that wrestling was fake and i can't remember who it was but he brained them with the urn and like legit fucked them up and then vince had to explain to him in the back that it's like you can't be doing this like what are you doing i love it Um, wasn't real chloroform gonzalez used on undertaker (laughs) um but yeah, you look at everything that Vince has done. I mean, um, it's basically like that person succeeds despite Vince's best efforts. Um, someone like, like you said, Stone Cold. <laughs> Vince fucked up so bad and couldn't get him over. You look at the original gimmicks for, I mean, like, like you said, Hogan, AWA. Vince had nothing to do with that. He was already at the height of his popularity whenever Vince brought him in. So strike one. And he made him shittier. Uh, right, yeah. Oh, so much worse. New Japan, Hogan didn't suck. I mean, um, let's see. Stone Cold's the other big one. Look at all the gimmicks that he came up with him, like that Ringmaster stuff. Oh, God, Rocky, uh, my... Look, Triple H, Rock, the guy taking over. Rock was the like third a, one I was going to mention. There's a freaking, like, horse-training aristocrat. I think the people, the people who are like Vince is a genius needs to look at like the early 90s mm. WWF and just realize like, no, this dude legit no. almost went out of business like hard. Conan was Max Moon. Too Cold Scorpio was Flash Funk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the list goes on and on. I mean, even with someone like Roman Reigns, it took mm. him eight, like what, eight years? It- almost a decade. Of like shoving him down people's throats where they're like, we hate this guy before like it finally worked. And it only worked when Roman got his way and got to do the thing he actually wanted to do. Exactly. He finally was like, I'm only coming back if you let me do this. I'm coming back from cancer. It's a pandemic. I'm doing it my way or see ya and got his way and suddenly it worked. What a shocker. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. Um, I think Vince McMahon is... um, his lasting legacies like i can't literally i can't think of a positive thing to say about the guy's role on the business like think about how rad everything would be if like 
um, WCW wouldn't have gone to Eric Bischoff if mm-hmm. if there wasn't for the fierce competition. Mm-hmm. So someone like him and Vince Vince Russo wouldn't have jobs. What a world it would be if we <laughs> didn't have to worry about what those dudes said and it wasn't thrown in our faces. Um, even the smaller territory still being around, like man, mm-hmm. think about how amazing things would be. I, man, it's a bummer. It is. It's a bummer because again, his lasting legacy, there's going to be a bunch of Vincisms where it's like, you know, the next time that dog food pours from the ceiling, uh, that's Vince McMahon's legacy. Um, taking over Vince McMahon's legacy is Paul Levesque, AKA triple H. Um, so let's get into it. What does triple H being the booker of WWE mean long-term? Um, I didn't watch SummerSlam. Uh, I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown, despite their giant ratings. Um, I've really just been waiting for the report from like legitimate people that it's like, no, things have changed. Like this is, this is something. This is the start of something special. And from everything I've seen, it's just it's the same old stuff, but so, like slightly different. I'm gonna say it's it's in the middle right now. I did watch SummerSlam, and I actually did watch. I'm gonna say eighty percent of Raw. Sure. Um, I watched up to the last match that had any interest for me, which is, I think, about 80% of the way through the show. It's... The changes so far lead me to feel very, very cautiously optimistic because it's abundantly clear right away that some things immediately change, Mm -hmm. um, being that Ciampo won multiple times and is clearly getting a bigger push than being Mrs. Lackey, which is what I've read was the case before. Full disclosure, that's the first row I've watched since like before COVID, so I legitimately can't tell you if that was actually what he was doing. But Like what has changed? But like Champa would not be winning under a, a Vince regime. So I think the talent being used is immediately changing. The amount of wrestling time compared to promo time was noticeably different okay. and i i did read the stats on it too it's been the first ones where vince hadn't retired but was no longer like uh or i guess he just retired but like it was like the day of so there was no time for triple h to change anything the well apparently that had been like it was about it was like four or five days and they yeah. just decided to go ahead with whatever was written yeah exactly like they weren't going to do anything until after SummerSlam was basically the idea even on those shows, the wrestling had increased a steady amount. And by the Raw I watched on Monday, the stats looked like, compared to AEW, which is pretty much the the gold standard for the amount of wrestling time on a wrestling show, we've gone from like SmackDown and Raw not having as much in-ring action as Rampage to being about, you know, Raw was probably wrestling to promo ratio within like 10 or 20 percent of AEW so there was still going to be more promos but there was a hell of a lot more in-ring action and you could tell the matches were less overproduced some of the stuff still going to be there I will reserve full judgment for a month or two to see what actually happens as the changes go forward but the biggest thing for me was actual in-ring time and not overproduced bullshit matches and so far I'm optimistic that that is changing. So we mentioned it earlier. Um, We don't know about SummerSlam because the uh, pay-per-view, I mean, sorry, my bad. Premium premium live live event stats um, aren't really public. Mm -hmm. So uh, we don't really know the success of that. Uh, Peacock is kind of a shit show anyway. Uh, But we do know that Raw and SmackDown have had monster numbers since Vince has retired because honestly there are so many people like AEW exists because, because people hated yeah. what Vince like brought to the table, yeah. but still wanted to watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. So there are right now more people that are lapsed fans than our WWE's core audience that will never leave. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing a lot of those people check back in yourself included yep. to really see like, if anything has changed, if anything will change. Um, I here's what I think is going to happen. 
I think those ratings are going to go down sooner rather than later. Yep. And that's that's when I'm interested interested to see what the booking mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Um, because until then, what reason do they have to change? Yeah. The the stock is up. They're going to get a giant contract. Mm-hmm. They have no reason to shake things up unless it's just Triple H's vanity. And he's just like, I don't like what we're doing. I want to do something better. Um, th- they have literally no reason to rock the boat. Um, so I'm really curious to see what he does once he starts losing viewers. Yeah. Because if you look back at the Wednesday night war, um, once he started losing viewers, he lost the plot. Of booking oh, NXT start to suck. Yeah, so Bad. I'm I'm really curious to see because it's one thing. All right, so the only thing we know about Triple H as a booker is how he booked NXT. Yeah, and since the like it was like the launch of NXT until literally they started going toe to toe with mm-hmm. AEW. Um, I lost my interest before that. Whenever the the cinematic stuff with champa and gargano Mm -hmm. was the it was the uh, vocal point or focal point of that i just i didn't i didn't care for that but we look at the trajectory and there's like actual stats that show it started to dip once they went toe-to-toe with aew um we know he's a really good booker he's a really good short-term booker yeah um once he like lost somebody to the main roster that was fine it was basically like graduation mm-hmm. next person up yep. you can't really do that on the main roster no. um and so whenever NXT stopped letting people go up because Vince didn't want any of them i mean even adam cole had nothing to do um gargano had nothing to do kyle o'reilly sucked and there's yeah. no excuse for that to suck that was they had nothing to do nothing to do um, so based off of that, honestly, like I have no reason to think that Triple H is some mastermind booker. Um, I, I don't know. I'm really curious to see like, cause honestly, they're going to start losing viewers. Uh, AEW continues to have growth year over year over year, even though I think they just pulled in like a point three something like this, this week for last night's episode it was still the number one show yep it's yep. still up over last year whenever they were going face to face with the uh nba playoffs i i don't know dude i really don't know um i guess time will tell mm-hmm. but i'm really curious to see like what, what triple h is going to do once he starts losing viewers uh, because I don't really know if he has fingers to the pulse what fans really want, or if you want to be listening to WWE's fans for what they want, because I don't think they know. I think they just want what you give them. Um, so I think it's going to be this weird, like snake eating the tail type thing. Um, I'm, I'm dying to see it. I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, what I wanted to ask you was, um, we talked about it before, your like golden era of WWF was like mid nineties, right? 90, like 89 to 92. Yeah. Oh, so like early nineties, early nineties. Yeah. Really? Like during all like the doink, the clown stuff. No, and... Doink the clown was mid nineties, like 93, 95, 89 to 92 was like gorilla monsoon, Bobby Heenan, Jesse Ventura commentary era. That was a good team. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Oh yeah, the new like the new generation stuff. Yeah, sorry. I'm I am definitely not a WWE historian. Uh I tried going back watching when I was younger and yeah. I just I couldn't oh, I, I couldn't make it through. So nine, 93 through Attitude Era was Oh, I hated pretty Attitude bad era. for me. Attitude Era literally got me out of wrestling for yeah. many years, but when the Attitude Era was going on, I mean, I still watched it because there was a few things that I liked and I was like 12, but I watched more like 88 to 92 wrestling during the attitude era than anything else. I would watch those, those WrestleManias and those tapes that I had ad nauseum. So, so my, my peak era was probably like early aughts. Yeah. That's just whenever I, I got into watching yeah. WWE. Um, 
and that was like you know like Paul Heyman's era of SmackDown yeah. and all that stuff when it was, was like really fun and competitive. That would have been like Guerrero Benoit kind of yeah the period. SmackDown yeah. Six yeah, um, and then it died off around like I think it's basically during John Cena's like big ascent. Um, Makes sense. Anyway, um, your golden era was thirty years ago. Mine was oh. twenty years ago. What would WWE have to do right now to get you back as a regular watcher? Because five hours of content every single week, that's going to be a bit much, like really fast for a lot of people. I think I think there's a bit of shine because people are just really interested to see. But if it's going to be the same mediocre stuff, even if it's more wrestling, like I don't know what that's going to be doing for people. Yeah, I think there's... There's two different answers, like regular watchers and I'm watching Raw and SmackDown every week. Um, the answer is a hell of a lot because it's just so much content. It would have to be, I mean, it'd have to turn out to be a better product than Ring of Honor is going to be, whatever it turns out to be. Because yeah. otherwise there are not, there's not going to be that amount of time in my week to do it. Now to watch maybe, oh, did I lose you? Don't know if I lost him or if he's frozen. I hope this records and doesn't get cut. Yep, he's gone. Well, I'm just going to keep talking until he joins in again, because hopefully that won't get cut, and I think it's funny. Alright, so what, uh, what would they have to do to get me back as a regular watcher? If we're talking all five hours, I mean, NXT is its own thing, so it's almost different if I would watch that or not. But if we're talking yeah. Raw and SmackDown, what we would actually need to do, it's, it's going to have to be better than ROH and the special shows for New Japan for the most part. Because there's just only so many hours in a day that, that I have to devote to wrestling. Yeah, I suppose theoretically, if it became better than AEW, I guess that would count too. But like, if I'm considering that like my least likely thing to get cut, it's it's going to have to eclipse. I mean, at this point, the indies are becoming hot garbage in a hurry, unfortunately, and I think it's only going to get worse. Oh, so we'll I, get there. I think the threshold is going to be it would have to be regularly and consistently better than whatever TV product ROH puts out, and that would justify the extra hours. Now, as long as there's good wrestling and matches I'm interested in and not like super overproduced matches where it feels like any of the other wrestling that I like, I could see myself setting aside two hours a week to watch the matches I like or a couple segments I hear good things about. And that would just need, you know, good segments and good matches and I can justify a couple hours, but to make it regular, like I'm actually watching and following, it's going to have to beat ROH. We don't know what ROH is going to look like, but that's basically the threshold that, that they've got to get to. Uh, where does that answer sit for you? Um, they would have to be better than AEW. Um, I've I've already written off a significant amount of wrestling. I mean, we've talked about before, like there's literally only two indie promotions that I regularly follow, um, and that's AAW in Chicago and then West Coast Pro. Um, even PWG I've fallen off of just because it's uh, the, the talent's just not there. Um I knew Japan. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it this week, but dude, the G1 has been brutal. Brutal. Um, I wish I had canceled before I got charged August 1st. Like, uh, this, it sucked. Like, there's been a handful of really solid mm -hmm. matches, but it's just like, it's such a drag now. Um, I basically only fly in for the major shows. Um, I'm really interested to see what ROH is going to be, but even their latest pay-per-view, it was fine. Um, there was nothing wrong with it. I wasn't mad that I watched it, but um, the AEW's in-ring product is just so good. Um, and I think WWE could do it. Uh, I, I still think that they 
even though I like AEW's women's roster more, which I guess might be a controversial take, I think WWE does women's matches better with less. Mm -hmm. And I think that WWE's got a really good roster. I mean, you look at it and they've got like, Tazawa still there. Uh-huh. Uh, Steen, Generico, you've got, um, I mean, Seth Rollins is whatever. I'm not really going to get too upset about it, but you've got like Matt Riddle just hanging out there. You've got Ricochet, who, man, if Ricochet, like, this is his time to win a world yeah. title. Like, let's go. Like, if you're going to yeah. do something different, uh, show us that he's just been, you know, resting up over the last several years. Um, <laughs> They they would really have to do something special with their in ring product. Um, that that said, I don't think I'll ever watch Raw again for three whole hours. Three whole hours is a grind because you only get what maybe an hour and a half, hour and a half of like real show. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's that's brutal, dude. Um, like so yeah, honest seventy nine minutes of in ring action for the three hour yeah, Raw, which is there's a huge just... increase. Make no mistake. That is depressing. That was a huge increase for them. We but, were talking 45 minutes before. Like it was brutal. Yeah, but again, like I they have they have nothing I want to see. Mm-hmm. And unless like unless Kevin Dunn just goes into like job safety mode and just wants to edit however they want or mm-hmm. you know, edit and produce the way that they want him to, yeah. like it's gonna take him leaving, and that's probably no. gonna take another year plus. Like I dude, I don't know. They're gonna have to totally rehaul what they do. Um, could I see myself coming in and watching like the premium live events <laughs> for WWE? Yeah, I, I, I could see myself doing that. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think I can ever be uh, a regular watcher of WWE programming. I mean, uh, we just got back camping and I still haven't even watched Dynamite. Um, oh, there's some fun stuff. I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> some some people have already stuff. kind of spoiled stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm an adult. I have hobbies outside <laughs> of wrestling, and it just is what it is. Uh, there's only so much I can dedicate. So yeah, it's gonna. It would have to take a huge rehaul, and I don't think Triple H is that person. Now, if uh, I was told that uh, Paul Heyman got the pencil and say like uh paul Heyman got to book smackdown mm-hmm. i think i might watch smackdown every week um that would be interesting if they actually did like a draft and they had like triple h do one and paul Heyman do the other i i i, I might be interested in that but again cool. like they they have they have to focus more on in ring which i don't even think they can beat aew at i don't think anymore um, no no uh, I don't even side. know if they'll be able to beat Ring of Honor, truth be told. Um I don't know. There's there's too much that's that's gonna have to change. Um that said, if you're Tony Khan, is there any talent you're worried are gonna jump ship? I think it's basically just the ones that are really good friends with Cody. Those yeah. are the ones that are actual threats to leave. That's I mean, where I landed. There's too. gonna be one or two random ones that you can't control, but that's gonna go both ways and it's not worth even losing sleep over. The ones I'm actually worried about leaving are the ones that were the Cody Rhodes projects and the Cody Rhodes friends. Those are the ones that I think can easily jump ship. MJF being the most notable one of those. When I didn't think really MJF was a possibility until yeah, Triple H that, took over. Yeah. Now I think it, I almost put it as close to like inevitable. I am. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, who do you think is going to be the first person to jump ship? Um, it's a difficult question to answer because well, we don't know contracts. A lot and of stuff the things like are really tight-lipped about contracts. That who's the most said, Who's the most likely to leave? I think it's a tie between MJF and Ricky Starks. I think it's Thunder Rosa. Hmm, interesting. I think it's Thunder Rosa. I think Triple H is going to throw all the money to get her. Oh, you definitely empty the bank I, for her. If I'm Triple H, I'm going after their women's division hard. Yeah. And I take their knees out. Um, I would be worried about Ricky Starks. For yeah, sure. I, I that's think that's the one I'm worried likely. about. He's a um, huge. He's talked a lot about how much he's learned from Undertaker and 
how much he likes Undertaker's style of thinking about things. I I don't know when his contract expires. He hasn't really been hurt, so there's not really any real extensions. But I got to think it was... Broke his neck, deal. dude. Well, for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> he was out for months, homie. He was out for a um, little bit. But like, it's, I got to think it was a two-year contract. Yeah, and they're just now starting to push him, too. Yeah, um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people leaving WWE for AEW anymore. No, there's, there's they have no reason to. No, I think the only unless they want to work like an easier schedule. That's that's the big thing. I think uh, the family schedules are going to continue to be the draw for for AEW compared comparatively. So, it, I'm really interested because the last time that WWE had really like real competition mm-hmm. that they were like going back and forth trying to sign the same talent um wcw's downfall was that they were signing the big stars and Mm -hmm. it forced wwf to like you know invest in younger Mm -hmm. talent um i don't think tony khan's that stupid i I don't think so i think it's going to be a game of chess and i'm i'm just excited to see what happens honestly i hope wwe becomes amazing if it becomes like i hope they're both awesome if that's the case, then yeah. I will be extremely happy. Yeah, Wrestling will be fantastic. in a really good place. Talent will be in a really yeah. good place for sure. This is narrative um, that everybody who hates WWE wants it to suck and fail. No, we want it yeah. to be good. We want the comp- We want it to succeed. Like we want it all to be good. I've been waiting for Vince McMahon to die yeah. for twenty years, and this is as close as I'm going to get until he's actually dead. Yeah, and that um, like as morose as that sounds, it's just like he's a he's a garbage like, person. <laughs> It's basically Donald Trump running wrestling into the ground. It's, it's like it, it's at some level bad. Like, he's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, how does Cody Rhodes fit? How does <laughs> how does Cody Rhodes fit into all this? I think, from my perspective, I already answered that. It just represents the talent that's going to jump. Pre Vince retiring, they had to be really careful with Cody because he was the way to entice more talent to go, saying, "Hey, we're not going to bury you." because you're from AEW. Now that Vince is gone, I think it's just, hey, if you're a friend of Cody, he'll vouch for you, and you've probably got a spot here, and you're going to get a fair chance. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm i interested to see, because I think he's going to be one of the guys that Triple H is going to go to whenever numbers are going down. Mm-hmm. Cody has all kinds of ideas. Oh, yeah. And, I mean... I was thinking about this whenever I was putting the pre-show notes together. Um, Cody Rhodes mentioned in an interview all of the things that he did wrong in AEW. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Where he was like, I regret like saying mm-hmm. I can't challenge for the AEW yep. title. I regret like <laughs> so so many stupid things. He was just like, man, I really regret doing mm-hmm. that. I don't think he's learned his lesson. No, he definitely has not. I mean, Tony um, warned him about that stupid stipulation when he did it. He was like, you're uh, a moron, but if you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, which, by the way, he's he's winning both titles sometime soon. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as soon as he comes, he'll win. Whenever he comes back, he's going to get a shot right away and get hot-shotted right to it. So, I'm guessing he's going to be their biggest star. And I think, I, I know for a fact, Triple H wants... <laughs> revenge on AEW yep. and uh is gonna use Cody Rhodes to do it. My only problem is I I don't think either one of them really surround themselves with people that are like, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um not as bad as Vince, but I don't know if anyone in that company is gonna have, you know, <laughs> any will mm-hmm. to just be like, hey guys, I don't know if this is a really good idea. Um I'm really interested because I think I think his worst tendencies are going to come mm-hmm. out whenever you know he gets more and more power in that company. Um, yeah, let's move on. So uh, we talked about how this is going to affect WWE and AEW. Um, even though I'm so much more fascinated with the AEW part of this because I mean, how much better has AEW been since they've lost Cody? Mm-hmm imagine imagine what they're going to end up doing if you know they lose more people they're they've got an amazing roster um in wwe has squandered theirs um 
so I mentioned it before, we haven't really seen AEW and WWE go after the same talent that are free agents. Um, how dire do you think this is going to get for the indies? I think it's going to be really interesting because there's going to be a few people that overestimate their worth. And when they don't get the bidding wars, they think they're going to get, they're going to have to just make a big name for themselves on the indies. So I think we're actually going to see a couple more guys that can really headline and tour the indies, but a lot of the, the middle card talent that can headline one or two indies are going to go away because they're going to take a deal somewhere. I, I mean, overall, I think it's going to be the drizzling shits. It's it's bad news for independent wrestling. I think it's going to get way like, worse than it is now. It's going to get worse than it is now. I think uh, I don't think the bidding wars are going to end up as lucrative as some of the wrestlers are hoping. I think that's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of them when they realize that they are pretty replaceable. But overall, it will be much better for them in terms of making making a fair living and having better schedules and that sort of thing. But the the indies are fucked. Yeah, I man, I don't know who's the person that's safe. Like, I I think everyone's gonna try to get signed. Yeah, and I think that there's there's a handful of people. Um, it got spoiled for me that Mance Warner showed up at the taping last night, <laughs> which I was like, I've been dying for him so, to show up all, in AEW. Yeah. He hasn't like you won't see his first match is going to be on elevation tonight. He didn't wrestle at uh, at Dynamite. You just got I thought it out. was Rampage. Yeah, he's wrestling. No, he's wrestling at Rampage, but he also did a match for Elevation that they're airing specially tonight. So right. that people, which makes me think he's actually signed to the company because they're doing it so that he doesn't start off on a loss. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got a real deal, whether it's for AEW oh, or ROH. But... How? I was going to say, if he just becomes the Sandman of ROH, I have been waiting. Let's for, go. I've been waiting for the Southern Psycho and his light beers to invade AEW for a long fucking time. He's been at the I, top of my list from day one. Oh, yeah. Dude, I feel oh. the way about Mance that people do about Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, Eddie's the best. I'm like, wait Mance until you Warner. see Mance. Like, so here's the thing. He's I heard one of the most endearing people I've part ever of the seen things in wrestling. With Mance was he had some. Uh, was stuck on some bullshit contract things and was hurt for a while, so he wasn't free. Yep. If he was free, do you think he actually takes Eddie Kingston's place in that open challenge and gets signed right then? Um, no, I I think um I don't think Eddie Kingston. Honestly, you're talking to someone who doesn't even think Eddie Kingston should have the push that he has now. Oh no, um, I know. That's why I asked you. <laughs> Would I rather that happen? Yeah, but I th- I think Eddie was the right person at the right time. It's just um I I think I think with Eddie I'm just I'm very I'm very hesitant to get behind him because this dude has burned every single bridge in the wrestling business. I mean even AAW, he's he's gotten in trouble there more times than not. Like he's like left the territory mm-hmm. like four times, um and he doesn't really have like Chikara to go back to. I just don't think that um uh, anyway I'm 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 getting too far in the weeds on that. I think I think Mance is amazing and I cannot wait for him to come <laughs> in and I hope he gets signed. Uh I want like some just dirty faction where it's just like these dudes are just brawlers. <laughs> um All right, it's that time of the pod. Let's do it. I'll bring up Fitchit and Vega. <laughs> I mean, imagine that trio in ROH. That would be a lot of fun. Um, I mean, even just Mance on his own. Like I said, I he has the full potential to be the Sandman of ROH, where it's just like everyone loses their minds when he comes out. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> I think the Indies are screwed. Oh, like, it's so bad. Screwed. It's bad. You're going to have people like ACH who just won't sign with a major yeah. promotion. I think you're going to have people like Janela, but it's like, there aren't going to be any dream matches. Um, we're already scraping the barrel as far as like mm-hmm. new things for them to do. Like you're kind of running out of ironic challengers for Janela. Like I, I don't know. I, I've been waiting for the downfall of game changer and I think we're going to be seeing it soon. Yeah. I think they're going to go right back to just being a death match promotion. 
Um, uh, I mean, we saw it at ROH, you know, dudes like Deppen, mm-hmm. like Christian, um, and Sauce God, like, I would sign him. I guess they've had that trio planned for a while, too. If I'm Tony Khan, mm-hmm. I look at Game Changer and I'm like, all right, so what are the one or two matches I was looking forward to? Let me just sign those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, I would take a flyer on Jordan Oliver just to grab yeah. him. Although he has WWE written all over yeah. him. You know um, who else is free right now? Carl Fredericks. I'm very interested to see where he goes. Because honestly, if I'm a booker, I scoop him up as soon as I can. Yeah. Some of the personal stuff kind of worries me. Um, but yeah, it is official. He chose not to re-sign yeah. with New Japan. Apparently, he shot on them on Twitter whenever he... Uh, are you familiar with how he went off on them about not being included in the G1? No, but I assumed that was why he didn't resign. So everyone thought it was a work because like mm-hmm. a lot of times people... Like Tom yeah. Tonga's done it. Yeah. A lot oh, of people yeah. are just like, Tomatonga's oh, I deserve to be here. I know. Um, everyone thought it was a shoot until mm-hmm. like reports started coming out. Like the front office is really upset that he did that. Yeah. Um, and apparently like he's, yeah, he, he made the wrong people mad. And so he, he's not signing on his terms, quote unquote, but they weren't going to resign him. Yeah. And honestly, we've talked about it before. He was our top prospect mm-hmm. out of this, uh, yep. young lion class. So, I mean, if triple H wants to make a splash, yeah. He, That's the young dude to get and build around. He is my biggest free agent splash right now. Ooh. So that was one of the bullet points. I don't know if you if that's what you're covering. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. So there's not going to be too many people left after ROH and no. Triple H's WWE like, fill out their rosters. So um, do you think that Fredericks is the biggest free agent right now? That I can think of, yeah. Until Speedball gets free. Oh my god. Speedball. Triple H wanted Speedball. And if, if he goes to WWE, I'm going to be so sad. But then again, he can wrestle like Tazawa and Ricochet and stuff like that. And that could be cool, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to see most of it. Um, now, Speedball on AEW, let's go. I'm uh, I'm all I'm all for that. Name drop um, once. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I remember whenever Shivani was just like, "What yeah. speedball?" Well, that's no, no, a that was JR. Name. Yes, Shivani went speedball Mike Bailey, and then Jr's like, Rrr. yeah, he's <laughs> like, "What the old man?" Um, the biggest free agent for me right now, it's not Gargano because let's face facts, he's going back to WWE, <laughs> yep. and so is Sasha and Naomi. Yep. I'm waiting to take the victory lap until they show up on TV, but I've said the whole time that those women will be going back to you WWE. You can't take a victory lap. They went back because Vince retired. You didn't know that was happening. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. I just didn't want to spoil it for you. How dare you insult my Nostradamari. Um, I think the biggest free agent splash right now would be Bandito. Yeah. WWE has been looking for a Rey Mysterio rival and replacement for 20 years. They sign Bandito and put him right on TV. People will lose their minds. Um, I think the same could be said for AEW. Mm -hmm. If he just shows up, uh, I think I honestly, I think Bandito might get lost in the weeds in AEW the way that he is right now. Um, They would have to really, really make him special and keep him special. But if this dude just shows up on WWE TV, people will go absolutely crazy for him. And then all of a sudden you look at their roster and it's like, dang, uh, WWE's got a really stacked main roster. I still have the um, machine. I know. I know. Uh, all right. You are in the writer's room. And you get to tell Triple H, like, trust me push this one guy to the moon. Who is it? Who would you tell him like this dude is a bona fide star. You need to get behind him now. Or her. 
You want me to tell you mine first? Yeah, go ahead. Who's the non-fat street prophet? <laughs> I forget what one his name is, but man, he got jacked too. I saw him at SummerSlam. He's put Hold on some on. meat, like in a good way. But yeah, I can't tell you which one he is. I know they're Ford and Dawkins, but I can't remember which is which. Montez Ford. Yeah. Angelo Dawkins is the fat boy. Yeah. Who's fine, but like, come on, he's the Genetti. Dude, this dude is Shawn Michaels. Are you kidding me? Okay, I got oh. my answer. Chad Gable. You push uh. him as the new Benoit. Not the murderer type. Jesus. Like the, the crippler type. I didn't say that. I saw the face. <laughs> I know it's it's a name that gets us banned off podcasts, but like you push him as No, I just that. like the idea of it's just like everyone's just like like there's new vignettes for like mm-hmm. where did where's where's Gable? Where's Gable? And then all of a sudden Chris Benoit's old music hits and he comes out in old Benoit tights and he's like <laughs> missing a front tooth. <laughs> But no, Chad Gable's the one. That's my answer. Dude is phenomenal yeah. talent. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I there's there's the crazy thing is it's like part of me wants to uh re get the uh oh what's the PlayStation online thing? The PlayStation Now or whatever, and get the WWE game and just do like simulated stuff and just be <laughs> like, all right, let's go. Cause there's some really fun stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, dude. I just don't care. I've kept this company at arm's length for so long. I just can't get excited about it. Um, and it's still baffling to me that we're doing basically a WWE centric episode. Um, it's big news, though. Like, it is. No, no like this, it. it totally but changes the landscape. It changes everything. But nothing's really changing. It's so odd because it's like <laughs> this has the potential to be yeah. insanely big. And the Vince stuff is insanely big. Uh, we need to be dragging his corpse through the street instead of praising him, though. Um, I guess the only other thing I wanted to t- uh, tackle would be what does Impact do to stay above water? Because I think that they're going to go after the indie guys that WWE and AEW don't go after. And I think Impact's roster is going to get raided, too. I, I just I think there's going to be a handful of people that just won't leave. Um Dude, I don't know. I, I I think things are really bad for them right now. It is, but they're like this weird cockroach that just won't die. So it's like I know. Do I don't know what water? it looks like. I literally don't know if they have to do anything. They're just going to somehow still be there at the end. Like we're going to hit the apocalypse, and Impact Wrestling is still going to exist. But as far as the quality of the product goes, it's fucked. Like they're screwed. I would have to imagine that anyone who can go in ring who's like floor is three stars. Yeah. They're getting scooped up yeah. by someone else. Yeah. Even someone like MLW. I don't know if they move forward once their lawsuit with W with WWE is over. A court might just take his money and go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like wouldn't blame him. No, it's a perfect way to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so bizarre. Like things are so dire. Like I, if, if I am not Tony Khan, like if I'm anyone else in the wrestling business, I am hella nervous. Um, I don't know. Like what we talked about how AEW, well, no, we didn't even talk about how AEW can like get better. Really. I think they just need to stay the course and do their own thing. We talked about what WWE can do to be better. Um, there's everyone's always waiting for the third thing to come around. Apparently, Freddie Prince Jr. is trying to get funding to make a new promotion. Um, what would you do for if you're going to be a third promotion coming out to go up against like a billion dollar industry and the son of a billionaire? who basically just have blank checks to sign all the talent you want. Like what, what do you do to have a viable third option? I don't think there is a viable third option, but I mean like potentially like what, what could you do? That's what I mean. Like, I don't think there's an answer. It's a fully saturated market. There's no way to, to break in. You can come in with blank checks and it's not going to do a damn thing. Any radical changes to the product beyond what AEW and WWE have for differences are going to be so niche. It's not going to catch like there's, there's nothing. 
what about would it have, be like cinematic stuff? I guess. I'm not saying like... that this is something that I want. I'm just saying like I don't really know like people have been dying for a third brand because Vince McMahon never gave them what they wanted. Um and I think pretty soon we're going to have people complaining that Triple H isn't giving them what they want. Um yeah, I'm not I'm not really not quite sure what's going to happen next. Um so before we wrap up, what's your bold prediction about uh WWE moving forward, AEW moving forward, the indies moving forward? Uh what's your bold prediction with all of this stuff? My bold prediction are that on WWE's next TV deal, they're going to negotiate Raw down to two hours from three. And that despite the doom and gloom from the Discovery Warner merger, AEW is actually going to launch a super lucrative deal within the next four months that includes an ROH package as part of the TV deal. Yeah, that was going to be mine. I think I think AEW is going to make out like bandits. Um, we're recording this the day after like the Discovery at HBO stuff mm-hmm. got really nuts, like yeah. mass layoffs. Yeah, they're She's canceling like crippled. Yeah, they're canceling stuff left and right. Tr- mm-hmm. Just trying to like salvage tax write offs like yeah. the Batgirl movie that they were working on. Mm-hmm. People who are familiar with the product said it was 95 percent yeah. done. And they they basically were just like, it'll never come out just so we can write it off as a loss. Yeah. Um, I don't know. AEW is still relatively cheap compared to literally yeah. everything else. And none of it's in-house. Right, right. That's They're going to make thing. so much bank. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think people understand just how much money you don't have to give wrestling. Yeah. But really the market out there for live TV is through the roof. So even if it's not Warner discovery, Mm -hmm. someone will give them a giant bag. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think the most chaotic thing I've said it before, I want it to happen. It's not going to is that Fox is like, so we could pay significantly less. We could pay like half as much for AEW. Why would we want WWE SmackDown on Fridays? That might be the play. It's still possible. Um, if I'm Tony Khan, that's what I do. I oh, hit yeah. up Fox and I'm just like, hey, we'll give you um, Wednesday night Dynamite and we'll do two hours of Rampage on Fridays. Yeah. Bam. You just got all that money. Um, I, I'm so excited for what's next. I think the wrestling landscape is going to change in ways that we're not really expecting. Um, it would really just be reckless speculation, <laughs> but this stuff's fun, man. Like, um, I'm, I'm really excited for what's next. And I think it's, we're about to enter a really amazing time as uh, wrestling fans. So with that, uh, no match of the week, we're just going to end the show there. Uh, sorry, Ric Flair, you didn't make the cut. Um, <laughs> uh, until next time I'm Jake I'm Mitch, and we're the bingo hall boys.